Hi and welcome to the Church Unlimited podcast. Church Unlimited is a vibrant Bible-based church in North Lakes, Queensland that is passionate about helping people discover the genuine love of Jesus. If you are currently looking for a new home church, we'd love for you to join us for Sunday worship at either our 10am or 4pm service. For more information about our Sunday service or to find out how we can best help you, head to our website at churchunlimited.com.au. We hope you enjoy this great message from Sunday service. Right there with uh, my new um, Britney Spears sound here. So I'm <laughs> sorry about that. Why don't you take your seats? Thank you so much, worship team. Sorry to cut across you like that. But um, what a wonderful name that we get to worship this morning in church. Well, it's great to have you here this morning. Um, I am really excited about uh, bringing the word that um, God has put on my heart for you. Um, I have the privilege of finishing off our Anatomy of Faith series. And uh, what a series it's been. I hope it's really encouraged you. It's really encouraged my faith. It's built up my faith and um, refreshed me, reminded me. Um, James started the, the series back in uh, a few weeks ago now. Is that clicking? Yeah. Yep. All right. We're just going to take those off. And uh, this is a new toy. There's a new toy that I'm playing with this morning. I like to talk with my hands, and so I wanted to um, talk with my hands today and my mouth as well. <laughs> um, James started off the faith series a few weeks ago um, talking about and reminding us that the righteous, um, you and I, are supposed to live by faith. Every day we are supposed to live by faith, not just have moments of faith or what I like to call emergency faith, you know, where we get that bad report or we hit that circumstance and we pull the, the ripcord and we're like, ah, I need my emergency faith. No, we're not to live that way, but to actually live every day daily by faith and um, not just in moments, you know, in our decision making and our families, leading our families, our finances, discovering our purpose in God and making decisions in alliance with that and walking into all God has for us by faith every day. Um, then James went on to talk to us about the eye of faith, seeing those things um, that are not quite here, but seeing them with eyes of faith, seeing them as God sees them, faith see things as though they are right now and seeing past the circumstances that may be in front of us and seeing what God says is going to happen in our life and then having the ear of faith, hearing God's voice speaking to us and that we can hear his voice daily, encouraging us, affirming us, building us up in faith and then the mouth of faith, speaking faith, agreeing with his word, not with the words of what the world say about our lives or what the doctors might say or even what we might say about ourselves, but we must be in agreement with what God says about us. And then last week, I had the privilege of sharing about the hand of faith, taking all of those things, God's vision for our lives, He's speaking to us, He's showing us what's before us, and now we need to actually do something. That faith is expressed as an action and the hand of faith and taking steps out in all that God has for us. So today I want to speak to you about mutual faith. 
Um, over the last couple of weeks, what we've been talking about really is about how we personally need to live by faith. Um, but, you know, I need to live my faith and you need to live by faith. But we're not meant to live faith, live in isolation from one another. It's actually so much bigger than that. God's plan is that we come together and that we become a community of faith, that we are the church. You see, I have faith and you have faith, but together, we have faith. Um, Paul writes in Romans that we each have actually been given a measure of faith um, that's been deposited in our hearts. Maybe you don't feel like you have much of it today, but the Bible says all we need is is the mustard side seeds faith, but we all have it. You've all been given faith, but we're each actually to come together and form the body of Christ. It's our mutual faith, our core belief, and that brings us together, our belief in Jesus that brings us together to become the the body of Christ. In Romans 12, it says, So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each members belong to all the others. I love that part. We are many, but we actually belong to one another. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each one of us. In 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 to 14, it says, For as one body, I have one physical body, you have one physical body, and it has many members, it has many parts to it, my feet, my hands, and, um, but all the members, all those parts of my body make up one body, and that's how it is with Christ's body. There is many members, there's many individuals, but together we make up the body of Christ, filled with his spirit. I'm paraphrasing here, filled with his spirit, doesn't matter where we've come from, all the different walks of our life, um, newly to Jesus or oh, we all come together to form the body of Christ filled with his spirit. In fact, the body is not one member but many. That's why the church is so important. You are not the church. Um, I am not the church. We are not the church individually, but it's collectively we are the church. We all make up the body of Christ. Yes, in this room and beyond all the churches that meet around the world, but I'm talking to this family um, this morning. We are the body of Christ. You know, in Corinthians, then it goes on to say after that passage where it talks about the body, it says the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Wouldn't that be odd if our body started saying, well, well, I started saying, I don't need this hand, I don't need this foot, I don't need this leg. We would never do that, would we? And so it is for us in the body of Christ. But God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And if one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. We know that house divided cannot stand. Well, a body dismembered cannot stand, cannot function in health and all that it's called to be. It cannot move forward and into everything that God has called that body to move forward. Psalm says, talks about this as a unity, as we come together as the body of Christ and move and function. It's a beautiful thing. And Psalm says that in that unity, God commands a blessing, a blessing on us. When we operate on our own, with just our individual faith, it's harder to stand, isn't it? We're not a body. What can we do? Our individual faith is so one-dimensional. 
However, when we operate in mutual faith together, in unity, the hand of God comes upon us and we become the church. This is where miracles are released. You know, the church is not meant to be a social club. Whilst we want you to make friends, we need friends, and that's definitely part of my message, that we need one another and we need relationships, but it's not meant to be just a social club. It's a place where we come to be mobilised in our faith, where we are inspired in our faith, encouraged, challenged, refined in our faith, where our faith is developed, where we grow. That's what coming together is about, so that we can live out our life um, in faith effectively as members and together corporately as the body of Christ. Paul tells us in, in Romans 1, he's writing to the church in Romans, and this is what he says to the church. He says, For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, so that you may be established. That is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith of both you and me. Paul is telling the church of Rome, I can't wait to be with you. I need to be in the same room as you because I've got something to impart to you. That's how I felt this morning. I couldn't wait to be here. I've got something that God has put on my heart and, and I'm going to encourage you. And you know what? But as I come in and as I see my friends and my family, I'm encouraged, I'm built up and together our mutual faith is encouraged and we are built up together as the body of Christ. See, Paul's describing that. He can't wait for that to happen. He's describing what happens when we bring our faith together, as we partner together and bring our faith. You know, maybe you've experienced this where we often will come in with the, the busy mind or the worries of the week or just the challenges or the heaviness of a busy day or a week that we've had, and we can feel the effects of that in our mind and in our body even and in our spirit. And as we come together, as we start to sing and we, we see the guys that are welcoming us in the car park and, and you know, we just, oh, we, we feel good. And then as we worship together, our faith is built up. And who knows, often we go home feeling very different in our spirits, but it actually energises our whole physical body and it realigns our mind. It is good for us when we come together and we gather. Our faith is lifted to new levels. Jesus is magnified. Jesus is glorified through our coming together and greater things can happen. Greater things can happen. I, I think no greater Sunday to preach this um, message than today following the weekend that we've had. <laughs> Just the beauty of the body of Christ and what um, the body of Christ did over the last uh, over this weekend last night was was just amazing it's hard to retell it without tears I, I I love seeing the body of Christ function in all of her beauty and the the team that came and the people that helped um, you know 330 in attendance that's just the kids I don't think that includes all the adults there was a lot of parents here last night um, particularly in the primary age group so there was a lot of people that heard the good news of the love of Jesus Christ last night and it was not just the children but the parents as well um, you know and all of those decisions all of those young kids that you know some they think about those things they're going to think about that decision and we're praying that those words come back to them over the next week and weeks to come um, 13 teenagers saying yes to Jesus 
It was an incredible night to light up our community and on such a dark night. But, you know, there was about 50 people, probably at least, uh, of team that partnered their faith together that were in the room. But I know that we've all been praying for, for months um, about this. So you all were there too, even if you weren't physically in the room, partnering our faith together. And we were able to achieve so much more than what we could on our own. One person could not have done what happened last night here. One person could not set it all up, could have not organised it, could all those kids, checked all those kids in. Even 13 ULA students full of faith couldn't get it done. They needed more people and they gathered more people together. Um, all the kids that gave out flyers um, for the last couple of months, my kids have been giving out so many flyers and hounding Kim for, we need more flyers. They have been part of it too. They have been part of the body of Christ that... They were part of the salvations last night as well. And congratulations to everybody. But that was the body of Christ and it's full glory doing what it's called to do. And let's not forget then Friday night we actually were in here and um, we were able to celebrate and thank all of our people that um, spent a lot of time actually building this building. We could not have done last night at all without this fantastic space. It was full to overflowing with people and jumping castles. But the people, is that me? That's not me. Um, um, the people that, um, I thought maybe another malfunction, um, the people that joined their faith and actually did something and built this um, facility that we're able to use. But that was us bringing our faith together. We did this. We got to be a part of that. We believed, we sowed, we served, and um, we prayed, and we turned up and built this building all the more. And God was able, he's done miracles um, through this place, through using this facility but because we brought our faith together. Amen. Well, there's one of my favourite stories in the Bible. It's found in Mark chapter 2. And it's a story of four friends um, that exercise their mutual faith. They bring their mutual faith together and they see an incredible miracle happen. Uh, let's uh, read this together. It's up on the screen behind me. Mark chapter 2. It's a story where Jesus forgives and heals a paralysed man. A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, carrying, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. And he said to the paralyzed man again, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. And he got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them. This amazed everyone and they praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this. For the remainder of my time, I want to look at this story and look at this passage and what, um, what we can learn from it. I want to talk to you today about four things that mutual faith does. Point number one is mutual faith agrees. I just need a little drink. Sorry. We'll leave that there. Uh, mutual faith agrees. Uh, James, a few weeks ago, when he talked to us about um, 
the mouth of faith. He talked to us about the principle of agreement. It's a spiritual principle that um, Jesus uh, teaches us in Matthew. Let's read it um, together again today. Matthew 18, it says, Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three, that's you guys, where they are gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. A powerful spiritual principle, a promise, um, and a principle that we are to gather together to agree and God promises that he hears. We're we're agreeing in line with God's word um, and and he says that he will hear us and do what he said he will do. It's a powerful principle that we can see at work in this story. You see, those four men were in agreement in this story, carrying, carrying that paralyzed man. But note that Jesus looked at the four men. He would have looked up because they would have they lowered that guy through the ceiling. He looked up to those four men and he saw their faith. We don't even know if the man on the mat had faith, though I'm pretty sure he found it pretty quick if he didn't. But he looked at their faith and that was why he healed that man. He noted that, he said that. When he saw their combined faith, their unity, their cooperation, there was a blessing and there was a mighty miracle that happened there. You see, these men had made an agreement together that Jesus could heal their friend. They agreed on that. And they were reaching out. They were, the four of them were reaching out for the same thing. And they saw Jesus do a mighty miracle. You know that every person in this room has faith. We, we know that. But every person in this room also has needs. I have needs, things that um, are on my heart, things that I'm believing for, and so do you. But we need to be proactive in our faith, to pray with one another in agreement. We need to actually practice and be proactive in applying this spiritual principle of agreement. Who are you agreeing with? Who is believing with you? Who have you even told about what you're believing for? This is something to overcome because oftentimes we don't even feel like, well, like, I don't want to bother them with my problem or maybe we're embarrassed about sharing that. I'm not saying sharing it with everybody, but who are you sharing that with so that you can be in agreement in prayer with? Um, Who's standing with you and believing with you? Married couples, what are you standing for? Are you standing together in prayer? Um, James and I regularly, even if, um, and we could all, I think, be encouraged to be praying together uh, more, but even if we are not in the same room praying together, we'll often catch up and say and share prayer points. You know, this, this child um, needs, needs a breakthrough in this area. We need this to happen in our finances. We're praying about this decision so that when we are in prayer, we are agreeing for the same things, okay? So, but you know, married couples need to be coming together in prayer. Um, I also have a um, group of friends, some of my best friends that I have them on a WhatsApp chat. And yes, throughout the week, there's social chit chat on there. But every week without fail, um, there's prayer requests that that, uh, that we share on there as well so that we are praying together. And we say, well, I'm just about to go into this meeting. Um, I'm just about to face this situation. Please pray. 
Um, James and I may have just had an uncomfortable conversation. Please pray, whatever it is. I mean, if you have those, I don't know. We only have them once a year, of course. But um, <laughs> but I put those in this WhatsApp chat because I know, and I said, um, I'm probably what I would consider a pretty private person. Um, I like to keep things to myself. I don't know why, but um, but I've had to overcome that and I need to share and I need to involve others that believe the same so that we can be standing together in agreement. You know, we'll ring each other up and, and talk on the phone and pray. You don't need to wait to Sunday even to find someone to pray with. Call up a friend that believes as you do and agree together in prayer. There is power when we are agreeing and Jesus' power is released and miracles can happen. But this is a principle that we really need to apply. And um, I do see that the enemy through busyness or pride or fear tries to break that, um, that power of agreement. So it tries to break that down and we need to be proactive and step into that and agree together. That's also why at church um, it's good to be vocal. In our, every service, uh, Ron is definitely vocal, amen. But, um, and I love that. But every service we pray together. And in that time, um, uh, you'll hear me, often, yes, yes. Well, it's not hype. What I am doing is a spiritual principle of agreement. And so when a prayer is prayed, what does agreement look like? How does James know when I agree to him? When I say, yes, right. You're right, honey. You're right. Okay. He needs to hear it out of my lips. Okay. <laughs> but yes, God knows your heart. But how about just apprehending it using your voice of faith and agreeing with the prayers or even with the preaching, I want to agree with the, that's the word that we need to be agreeing with, is the word of God. And so when I hear a word, I want to agree with that. And I'm saying, yes, I agree with that word for my family. I agree with that word for my life. And so even doing that here, um, it's not hype. It is a spiritual thing that has great power that we'll see released. Okay? So let's get a bit more agreeable on a Sunday, okay? We also have prayer meetings that are, you know, 45 minutes before church um, that you, if you want to be a part of that, come and agree and let's partner our faith together. But when we join our mutual faith together and agree that God will do what he said he will do, his power is released and miracles can happen. Point number two, mutual faith establishes kingdom relationships. When we agree with someone else, we um, are forming a unified alliance. There is a bond. That's why it's so important about who we're agreeing with. Are we agreeing with lies in our head? Are we agreeing with the truth of God? Are we agreeing with the world and what they say or our friends that don't believe or we're agreeing with people that do believe, that do have faith? Okay. Remember that um, those bonds and those kingdom relationships are they're so key to our faith. They're so key to our journey. Remember um, when we talked about um, how faith grows. Uh, faith grows through hearing and hearing of the word of God. So as we are agreeing, as we are declaring, faith enters. Remember James saying it enters into your into your ear and in down into your heart. Your faith is being built up as we agree, as we decree together. And those bonds are being formed in relationship. You know, those four men, they agreed and they, their kingdom relationships with their, with their friends were strengthened and they saw a great miracle. 
Uh, we all have all kinds of relationships in our life. We've got the friends we grew up with, the friends at work and, uh, you know, family, and they're great. I'm not saying that we just need to have our, well, it's in the old days they call the holy huddle. <laughs> we don't just want to be, we need to be out in the community and, and, yes, and reaching out. But do you even have a holy huddle? It's my question. <laughs> you know, do you have some friends that you are believing with, that believe the same of you, that you're agreeing with and standing together? You know, Amos 3 verse 3 says, how can two people walk together unless they agree? And um, these relationships, they're so important. You know, if, there, if James and I were up here and we were holding hands, what that verse is basically saying, we, unless we agree in which direction that we're going in, um, we can't stay together, can we? If James says, I want to go this way, and I say, well, I'm going this way, which often happens at the shops, um, but we're talking about in life here. Um, <laughs> you know, but we can't stay together unless we agree. That it's so key and important. And often we hear that verse in relation to marriages and to businesses, and it's so important. And if I know that there's many people in this room that are believing for their, their husband or their wife to come on that journey with them in faith and we are standing with you and believing for that to happen. But if you are looking for a spouse, then be sure to find one that believes as you do, that has a faith like you so that you can walk together and join your faith together on that journey. But yes, it's important in those relationships, but it's important in our friendships as well. Because two people walking together, what direction are you going with? Who are you agreeing with in your friendships? Our kingdom friendships are so important that we are agreeing. They build us up and they keep us going on that journey of faith, don't they? In the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit is poured out in Acts chapter 2 and Peter preaches and 3,000 people get saved, it's basically the birth of the church in the New Testament. I want to read a passage out of Acts 2 where we see, well, what did those 3,000 people do? Everything that's recorded is for us to learn from. This is our pattern um, as a church. So let's read that together, what the, those 3,000 uh, believers did. It says they, which was more than one person, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and, everything, and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. They were together a lot, weren't they? There were a lot of togethers and theys in that passage. I underlined them all there for you. It was key to their growth and their development in their discipleship journey, in their life of faith. It was so key that they were together. Hebrews 11.25 says, Let's not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. For those who are new to Jesus, um, what you can take from this passage is keep coming together, keep coming to church, um, keep coming and being with other believers every week. Um, every Sunday, but midweek as well. Get together, get to know um, other people of the members of this community of faith. 
other people that are here that have the same faith as you. You can invite people to your house. You don't have to wait to be invited. We've had so many new people that have come to Cool Church Unlimited Home over the last couple of months. Get to know some of the people that are around about you. You need one another. Okay, invite people over, pray together, ask questions, talk about God, talk about your faith, encourage one another. And for those who are already um, together, um, are already in that habit of meeting together, it says that the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. Can I encourage you to keep adding to your togethers? Um, when was the last time that you added to your togethers, in your groups, in your homes, in your conversations at church? We're such a friendly church. Um, and so I know you're adding people to your togethers, but let's keep doing that. You know, when um, we moved here, we've only lived here for almost three years in January. Um, we didn't know anybody here. And so we needed those relationships as well. I've got four kids. They need friends. James and I need friends. So we're looking for that too. And yes, we host a lot of things at our house and we look to, we love gathering people. And yes, that's for you, but it's just as much for us as it is for you because we are looking to develop those kingdom relationships, those people to do the journey with and encourage one another because we need it as well. You know, it takes time. But it takes intentionality. It really does. We've moved a few times and each time I know a new community, I'm not going to find friends unless I'm purposeful about it. I step out of my comfort zone and I'm intentional about it. So you need to be intentional about it here in this community as well. It requires that we're going to need to forgive one another because wherever two or three are gathered, there are humans and and there are things will happen, <laughs> good godly things and just human things, okay? So we're going to need to forgive one another, but that's good for us to grow in relationships. We're going to have to get over ourselves, our insecurities as we're intentional. I was bullied a fair bit at school and so I can often find I'm a bit on the back foot, a bit I have to push through fears and building friendships and relationships because I have this thing in my head sometimes that will, will they even like me? You know, I'm a pastor. Maybe they won't want to hang out with me because I'm a pastor or, you know, so I have to push through those. We need to push through those insecurities um, and just start to get to know people. When we lived in towns, I went to a really large, we went to a really large church and um, I used to just go stand in the tea and coffee line because the crowd was too overwhelming for me. So every week it was my strategy as a shyer person, I would stay in the tea and coffee line. I would talk to the person in front of me and behind me. And, and then I would go talk, follow them and talk to them. And then when they moved on, I would go back to the tea and coffee line and I would talk to the person in front of me and behind me. It just was, but I knew that I needed to be intentional in getting to know uh, people around about me. We need one another. We need relationships. We need kingdom relationships with people that with like with the same values and the same faith so that we can walk together, serve God together, see his kingdom come and, and serve and see his purposes outworked through us. You know, believing together and seeing God move together. Wow, what that what that does to your kingdom relationships, it deepens them and strengthens them. 
I know even over the last few years, the depth of relationships that now, because of that intentionality and because of the journey that we've been on together, the highs and the lows and, um, you know, the depth of relationship now that is just beautiful. And I invite you all on that journey. And you can have that with one another. Hebrews 13.7 says, Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. The scripture, this scripture is encouraging us to surround ourselves with people whose faith we can imitate. So yes, leaders and people that you are following, but the people around about you. Um, a lot of my best friends, they, they live by faith. We talk about that um, behaviour um, that um, we can pick up other people's behaviour mannerisms. But you can pick up people's faith has a behaviour as well. So surrounding yourself with people that live and walk by faith, we can pick up uh, their faith behaviour mannerisms as well. It will rub off on us. A lot of my best friends, it is normal for them to take steps of faith and so that has become normal in my life because of the people that I've hung around. Successful and faith-filled people will increase and enhance our own faith potential. So make sure that we are establishing kingdom relationships. Point number three, mutual faith overcomes obstacles. Now, these four men, they didn't allow anything to stop them, did they? Nope. They, um, they must have encouraged each other along the way on the journey. And, um, you know, can you imagine some of the challenges that they would have faced on the way to that house? I mean, the scriptures actually note some of them. They arrived late because they are carrying a heavy, you know, a man on a stretcher. They couldn't move. That's quite cumbersome. So they late, turned up late to the meeting. The house was so full they couldn't get in. Um, plus manoeuvring that large object through all those people. That wasn't going to happen. But they didn't allow that to stop them. They then got up on the roof, ripped the roof off and lowered the guy through the roof to the feet of Jesus. They did not allow anything um, to stop them at all. Maybe on your own, um, if you face challenges, you would stop. You would turn back. If there was one man trying to get that paralyzed man, who knows, may not have made the meeting that day because that might have been just a bit too hard to get there on his own. But with the four of them together, they were able to push through obstacles and, and get there. They inspired each other on the journey. We don't know how far they've come. The scripture says that they come from far and wide. So they could have come a long way and um, had to set that man down. Okay, Jimmy, you take a rest because your knee's sore. Okay, we're good. Here again. All right. Then Jack is like stuffed because he's not fit. So we need to wait for him. Like how many times did they stop and start? Was the man compliant on the journey? Maybe he winched the whole way. I don't know. But there would have been challenges. It was hot. Whatever was going on. You know, I think they had way more challenges on the way. And so when they got to the house, they're like, nothing is going to stop us. You don't know what I've been through to get to this meeting. We've carried this guy. And so they did not, they just pushed through. It wasn't even an option to stop, okay? But they would have encouraged each other on the journey. And then they ended up seeing a mighty miracle, didn't they? Because they pushed through, they saw their friend forgiven of his sins and he walked out of that room because they pushed through. They strengthened each other and their resolve was rewarded. 
You know, that's why I think it's, it's crazy and it burdens my heart and makes it, me very sad when people leave church, when they're going through tragedies, when they're going through trials or they, they pull away because they are hurting and they leave this faith community. And I say to you, don't remove yourself from the community of faith. Where do you go for hope if not here? Where you don't get it at work, you don't get it on the couch. Netflix does not provide you with hope. The news definitely does not provide you with hope. Talking to negative friends that maybe, you know, are trying to discourage you and don't believe as you do, that is not where we find hope. But where we find hope is in this atmosphere of faith, of other people that believe as you do. This atmosphere allows us to raise our kids in this. I want to get my kids in a faith-filled environment as often as I can because it, it, there's no faith out there. They're, they're, often, they're encountering faithless um, friends and a generation and negativity. All I need my kids to be in a faith-filled environment. I need my marriage to flourish in a faith-filled environment. Everything will flourish as we bring it to the community of faith. Yes. Proverbs 24 verse 16 says, For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again, but the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. What allows them to rise? What allows the righteous, even though we will stumble, tough things will happen, um, challenges will come and we will fall. Um, but what allows us to rise up again? Well, the grace of God, the grace of a loving God. But the people around about us that say, hey, let me help you up. <laughs> come on, let's keep going. Let's, we're going to keep going and we're going to do this together. We're going to stand together and we're going to keep going. That's what enables the righteous to keep going. Yeah. You know, um, that's what happens here all the time. Just, um, just last weekend, there was a couple in our church that have been, um, they've been believing to see a house contract come through and a lot of miracles had come along the way, but then they had some bad news and it really discouraged them. And, um, you know, they felt like just kind of falling over. And so they talked to James and I and um, we were able to pray with them. We reached out in prayer and we were in agreement together and um, we were able to just carry them just that little bit. Well, not within 10 minutes after we have prayed, well, they got three different key breakthroughs and to see that contract and everything come back on track, you know. So we were able to agree together. You know, as I said, even in the three years that we have journeyed together, um, we have not allowed anything to stop us. Okay? We have believed together. We've seen God break through in our situations, in our church. We've seen babies born that we prayed for together. We have seen family members come back to God that we have prayed for together. Um, remember, and we've encouraged each other in the waiting. Whilst we've been waiting for those prayers to be answered, we've encouraged each other to keep going on the journey. We're all still here and we've added people to the journey. I remember when we first came here, we were believing for our house to be sold in Townsville. It was literally financially killing us. And it looked like even sometimes that we might have to go bankrupt, which we definitely did not want to do. And so I remember bringing that prayer request to our church family. And we prayed, at it, prayed for that in our Sunday church services for that. And you all stood with us and we saw a, a great miracle happen there. But we encouraged each other on the journey. We didn't allow anything to stop us. And we'll keep doing that. For one another. That is what we're to do. Okay. When we exercise mutual faith, we release God's unlimited power within us. 
God says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. That is his word. God also said that he's going to build his church. That's you and I and the gates of hell will not prevail against us. When we agree and partner our mutual faith, nothing can stand in our way. We can overcome. These four men, they overcame many obstacles, but they kept going and they saw a mighty miracle. A man that couldn't walk, walked out of the room. That's a mighty miracle. And we will see things like that as well. We have seen and we'll see more. Point number four, mutual faith carries others. The mutual faith of these four men carried the man to Jesus. As I said, we don't even know if he believed or not, but yet he couldn't run away. And so he was on that mat and they carried him to Jesus, okay? It was their faith that carried the lame man. Our mutual faith empowers us to carry others. You know, just even this week on Monday, Hugo Fuller, which is Ryan and Essie's um, little baby boy, is seven months old. They're part of our church. Um, this week he, um, he had some birth um, issues when he was born with his heart. And Monday he went in for an operation. Now, they haven't even been able to come to church because they need to keep him away. They can't afford for him to get sick at all. But we have all prayed. We have done that journey. We have carried them. Um, and they know that we are carrying them in, in prayer. We have a Facebook chat with probably about 80 plus of our team on there and we put the the call out often on there okay let's pray and we were praying this week for Hugo and um, he's he's come through that operation on Monday um, and the doctors are really happy with his recovery journey and um, we will continue to carry them and to pray for them and yes sometimes that looks like physical um, helping out as well but carrying them in prayer as well and I know that that has brought peace and a comfort to Hugo and Essie, eh? that our prayers are powerful, but they know that we are carrying them in prayer. And what amazing peace that brings and what amazing thing that we get to do and be a part of that. You know, who do you know that needs a miracle? Jesus is going to need all of us to carry. Um, he, need, he needed the four that day. It's a significant story, but Jesus is going to need all of us to carry the people that need to know him, um, that need to know his love, that need to know his healing. He's going to need the body of Christ to carry others to Jesus' feet. So who do you know that needs a miracle? Who do you know that needs to know Jesus? Who do you know that needs their faith encouraged? How can God use you to build up someone else's faith? Who do you need to carry to Jesus? And often when I'm praying for people, I visualise this story in my mind. I'm like, Lord, they're on the mat and I'm carrying them to you. I'm carrying them to the feet of Jesus. And, and we need to be doing that. He needs all of us. When we come together, the many members in the body of Christ, the individuals, all of each one of us to form the beautiful body of Christ, when we come together in agreement, powers released. When we operate in relationship, kingdom relationships and unity power is released. We overcome obstacles. Nothing can hold us back, not even hell itself. God's power is released. And as we carry people to Jesus and see their lives change. Last night, it looked like a light night. We carried a whole bunch of kids. Hey, we carried them to the feet of Jesus. They didn't know. Not all of them knew that they were coming to Jesus' feet. But we carried them. That's what it looked like. And we saw lives changed. Salvations happened. Miracles happened. That's what we got to do. The body of Christ, it's a magnificent thing. 
you know, as I was praying about this message today, um, I really felt that I want to pray for people that maybe have got past hurts with church. You've experienced um, pain from either church leadership or friends that you have found um, in church and you've had painful experiences. Uh, I've been in in church all of my life and um, not that it's a competition at all, but I think that I have maybe even more opportunity than you to be hurt and be offended over the years. Things that people might say about the pastor's wife or things that people might say about my husband or about the people that I love or the church that I love. And I've had lots of opportunities to be hurt and I have been. I've had lots of opportunities to be offended. But I need to, I've had to work through and release those each and every time. And so I really wanted to lead you and, and I believe that God wants to release forgiveness and to release that pain as you give that to him today. Because often when we hold that pain, it can hold us back and bring blockages in our heart towards God. Um, maybe we don't trust him or maybe there's, there's blockages in our heart towards building those other kingdom relationships. So maybe if that's you, if you're talking about it, things might be coming back um, to your mind. Why don't we all just stand up? And um, I really want to just lead you through this prayer. I want to see forgiveness. I want to see healing come to those pain. But it does require us doing something, an act of faith, and releasing that. When we just shut our eyes, when we get the worship team to, to come up, I just really feel like we're just going to have a bit of a prayer meeting here. Is that okay? We're going to agree together. Well, if that's you, and it may be all of you, because we have all had different things happen um, where we need to see forgiveness come, why don't you just pray after me this prayer? Dear God, I give you the pain in my heart from these situations. Thank you that you love me. I release forgiveness towards those people. Forgive me for the part that I played. I let go. Thank you for your healing right now. Thank you that I can trust you. Thank you that I am a part of your body. Awaken me to the kingdom and the relationships around about me. In Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed this message. We pray that you and your family are richly blessed by the love and grace of Jesus. If you're ever in the area, we would love for you to join us for Sunday worship.